So we'll be concluding this series that I titled Pushing Past the Pain. Hallelujah. Look, look at the person beside you and say, push past the pain. Praise God. Um, first of all, I want to acknowledge the presence of my own father and mother. I don't know. Hallelujah. Is that how you celebrate your man of God? Ha. Hallelujah. Praise God. So last week, um, we established that trials will happen. Praise God. That you can't plan for it, but it will happen. Hallelujah. We also established that you are either currently going through a trial or you are just overcoming a trial, or it may happen to you in the future. Praise God. Um, and Pastor K so eloquently puts it that um, there are three ways to which trials come. Praise God. There's trial by suicide. Hallelujah. Which means that you inflicted the trial on yourself. Okay. You did something wrong, and as a result, you are going through trials. Praise God. Then there's trial by nature. The fact that you exist, it may just happen. Praise God. And as Nigerians, we are experiencing trial by nature. Hallelujah. Praise God. Then there's the bastard trial. Hallelujah. I'm the one that gave its name. You can choose to give it whatever name you want, okay? The trial that the bastard, you know who the bastard is? The devil, right? He and his agents are putting, trials, are putting you through trials. Praise God. But we are sure that we can overcome all. Hallelujah. We are sure of that. Hallelujah. So I'm going to quickly run through the five points I gave last week. And then I'm going to conclude with the five. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Can anybody remember the first point? You pray. You pray. Violent kind of prayer. Praise God. It's not an ordinary kind of prayer. Praise God. He said the kingdom of God suffered violent. And the violence, you take it by force. Hallelujah. So you pray. You stay in the atmosphere of prayer. Speaking in tongues. You keep speaking in tongues. Because really you don't know the answer. Because if you knew the answer, it won't be a trial. Right? If you knew what to do, it wouldn't be anything to you. Just go and do it. So you must stay in the atmosphere of prayer. You must pray your pray it out. Whatever it is. Hallelujah. And we encourage you to pray in tongues. If you don't pray in tongues, you are just limited. Clearly, you are limited. So you pray. You pray. You pray. Never get tired of praying. Prayer is one of the most powerful tools that we have as Christians. You get to talk directly to the maker of the universe. Hallelujah. So you pray. Who can remember the second one? What? Meditate. Ah, you people are good students. Clap for yourself. <laughs> you meditate on the word. Faith coming by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you must meditate on the word. Stay in the word so that you can build up your faith to overcome that trial. You meditate. You stay in the word. We establish that there's statistics and there's facts. The fact is the word of God. 
Statistics is what they say is happening to you. Praise God. It's what the world thinks should happen. But there's a greater truth. There's a greater truth. There's statistics and there's facts. Hallelujah. What's the third thing? Power of life and death in the tongue. Don't speak negatively. Declare. You say you shall have what you say. So you can declare yourself out of that situation. You can begin to speak in things that were not existing into existence. Hallelujah. He said, ye are gods. And God created the world by what? Speaking. So you can create your own universe by speaking. By speaking. So if you speak negatively, you will get the negative result. Because you are a God. Hallelujah. So don't speak negatively. Don't counter your prayer with speaking negative. This country is just horrible. Did anybody experience Ikoi traffic? Ikoi VI traffic this evening? Praise God. The person that was bringing me to church, the guy was just... As in the guy wanted to take my spirits... This country is just horrible. This Buhari, he complained from the... I just sat there and said, God, this man should not spoil this message this evening. <laughs> Hallelujah. Speak into existence what you want to happen. Hallelujah. Number four. Wow, wow. I'm so impressed. Hallelujah. Listen for direction because God is always speaking. God will tell you what to do, when to do it. Sometimes you don't even need to do anything at all. He will just instruct you to be at peace, to stand still. God is always speaking. So listen for direction. And the last, don't give up. Don't give up. It's so sad when you quit the journey before you get the victory. So you never know how it could have been if you had just stayed the course. If you had just stayed the course. So don't give up. Don't give up. Praise God. Praise God. All right, number six. <clears throat> number six of the do's and don'ts to do while you're going through a trial. What you should do or what you shouldn't do while you're going through a trial. Number six is talk to someone. And not just anybody. We're not talking gossiping. Do you understand? We're not talking... We're not talking, you're talking to someone because you want sympathy. Praise God. You see, there's a, there's a spirit on the island. It's the spirit of isolation. As in, we like to be packaged on the island. Praise God. We are like, you know, they don't want, nobody, I can't tell anybody what I'm going through. They won't understand. Who told you they won't understand? I, I, can't, I can't. You need to speak to someone. In particular, see, if you don't have a father or a mother over you, spiritually, I'm not talking about your biological mother. I'm talking about a spiritual, you are missing. Oh, my mother. Chai. I can preach like 10 series on Pastor M. 10. The importance of not being a bastard. Somebody that can guide you. Somebody that can either have been through what you are going through or 
She is spiritually led to pray with you. Somebody that can tell you that it is okay. This is not the end of you. You need that person in your life. Oh. Somebody that can tell you, ah, Pastor M, if those that know, know. Those that know, know. You don't understand. You need, see, Elisha, Elisha had Elijah. Praise God. When Elijah was going through the Jordan River, he removed his flock. He faced an obstacle. He needed to get to the other side. It could, you can call it a trial. So he removed his cloak and hit the water and crossed. His son was with him. When his son faced that same trial, do you know what he did? He took that same cloak and hit the water and got results. You don't understand. You will get your result based on your mentor. What they are showing you to do. They will be there to tell you, look, this is not the end of life. You will survive it. You will survive it. Who do you have that can be speaking into your life, that can sit with you and pray with you and stay there with you till you birth your testimony and tell you don't do it, your midwife. You are missing, oh. You'll be walking around. I don't want anybody to know my problem. I don't want anybody to look at me down. Who is look? Everybody has their own. But some of us, we have a prayer partner. We have a mother. Somebody that you can kneel down and say, Mama, I think I'm going to give up. And she said, No, I've made it through. You too. You will survive. You need somebody. You can't be walking through life. Go enter your estate, close your door. Don't I don't want anybody to invite. I don't want anybody. And don't, 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 but, uh, I don't want anybody to know that I have issue. We all, all of us, all of us, all of us, all of us, all of us. But some of us have guidance. See, Timothy had Paul. Timothy, and you know the thing: isolation kills, and that's the devil's plan. He will isolate you so he can kill you dead. He will tell you they won't understand. He will tell you they will look down on you. It's not true. They are all lies. See, there's nothing like when you're going through something and somebody that has been through it tells you, my brother, relax. This is just the beginning of birth pains. You will still go through more, then success will come. You are looking at a future. You are looking at something and saying, if my mother can make it, Amaka, you can make it. They will not let you give up. When you are down, somebody will be there to carry you up. Leave this thing that they say you must do. I don't want anybody to know that I'm doing. Look. Stop isolating yourself. Praise God. Can we open to um, 2 Timothy 1 from verse 1 to 7? Timothy had Paul. You see, when Timothy first of all gave his life to Christ, he was following Paul. And Silas up and down. He was following them. Anything they did, he was just watching. Then Paul got arrested. Paul got arrested. Then Timothy was now alone. Young man, all these old people on the left, people are poor on the right. He didn't know what to do. Praise God. Then from prison, you see, when you have a good mother, even when they are going through something, they still look out for you. Do you understand? It doesn't matter what is happening in your life. Your life is their life. Your concern is their concern. Your burden is their burden. Your trial is their trial. 
my mother. Hey. Let me, let's move. Please don't get any ideas. I don't want to preach a series on pastor. <laughs> Praise God. All right. So, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Please, um, can I have a contemporary? This projector people, you people don't usually get the message. Praise God. I am writing to Timothy, my dear son. May God the Father and Christ, Jesus our Lord, give you grace, mercy, and peace. Verse 3. Timothy, I thank God for you. The God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in prayers. See, even if you are not praying, your mother is praying for you. Even if you are not speaking, even if you don't, you, you know there's a child that all you can do is cry. There's a child that you're going through, all you can do is break down. But you have a covering. That will just stay there and be speaking in tongues. And be declaring, this is not the end of you. You will rise again. You will have... Oh, verse 4. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we departed. And I will be filled with joy when we are together again. Verse 5. He said, I remember your genuine faith, for you shared the faith that was first filled your, that first filled your grandmother, Louis, and your mother, Eunice. And I know that the same faith continues strong in you. Praise God. Verse 6. And this is why I remember you. To fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid hand upon you. He's fanning, he's fanning the things that are inside of him. He's birthing things that are inside of him. Hallelujah. Verse 7. He said, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. You see this quote that you are quoting, that we quote all the time. Paul was encouraging his son that don't be afraid. Don't be timid. But there is power and love and self-discipline. He was telling his son, you can make it. You can do it. There's nothing you can be afraid of. I have laid hands on you. I flamed that fire inside of you to overcome all temptations and all trials. Hallelujah. You need somebody that you can talk to. Stop all this. Hallelujah. Stop all these things. Speak to someone. Don't let the devil deceive you that people will go about telling your stories. It's not true. Your mother will cover you. Your father will cover you. They will keep you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Talk to someone. Tell someone what you are going through. Pour yourself out. Don't hold back. Pour yourself out. Pour yourself out. Praise God. Praise God. Now, number six. Seven. This one I love. Don't stop doing what you're doing for God. Don't stop doing whatever you are doing for God. I find it interesting how people, you say, why did you come to church? You say, you don't know what I'm going through. Has anybody ever heard that story before? You don't know what I'm going through. I'm going through a lot. I'm going through a lot. In fact, there was a day that we're doing workers meeting. So we had closed the door, right? For any leader that was coming after a certain time, we weren't going to let them in. Praise God. So one young lady would catwalk and came. Sister, why are you late to church? You're a, walk, you're a leader. This is not right. Blah, blah, blah. She said, Miss Samaka, you don't know what I'm going through. I said, what happened? She said, menstrual pain. 
I said, menstrual pain. She said, yes, my menstrual cycle is very severe. I'm in so much pain. You don't even understand. I was rolling on the bed all night. I laughed and I let her in. Little did she know that just a few days ago, I had a miscarriage. And I was in church on time. You are talking about menstrual pain. I lost a whole child. I lost a whole child. And I was in church. See, see, when you see some of us being blessed, don't be upset. We are sweating and sacrificing. We are not just serving God anyhow. See, do you know what it means to serve God? When you are serving God, you've entered into the inner carcass of God. It's like um, Buhari's cabal. Do you know, by virtue of the fact that it is Buhari's cabal, you can't be poor. By virtue of who the leader of the cabal is, you cannot be poor. By virtue of who the leader of the church is, you can't lack anything. So when you are in the middle of God's purpose, because some of us think that Christianity is about getting, it's about God bless me. No, no, no. No, no, no. Christianity is about what you can give to God. Your blessing is a byproduct. You don't understand. Do you know that you can generate electricity from sugar? If you grind the electricity well enough, the sugar well enough, or the sugar cane well enough, electricity comes out. So you see, Dangote sugar, they generate electricity, but that's not their real job. Electricity is a byproduct of sugar. What they actually sell is sugar. Electricity just benefits. So when they generate electricity, they sell it to the national grid and give it out. It's a by- See, your blessing is a byproduct. The real work is serving God. It's what you can do for God's kingdom. It's not all this, can I get, I want to be blessed. It's good to be blessed because God is not a wicked father. But you cannot say because you are going through something, then you will now give up, you now stop serving God. And when you come into church, you say, if anybody, if Minister Maka just talks to me like this, I have plans for her. Some of you say, do you know that's why you're laughing? I have plans for her. Does she know what I'm going through? All these people serving here, do you know what they're going through? Sometimes you're, if somebody should just sit you down, like that girl that told me she had menstrual pain, if I should not repeat, I lost a child. That's her menstrual pain. Now becomes irrelevant to what I'm going through. See, we don't save God because we're not facing something. We save God in spite of what we are facing. See, I love Paul, Paul in the Bible. But I found something very interesting. When God was sending Ananias to Paul, he said, I'm sending you to this man because I want him to know the many things that he will suffer for me. You would think that since he has known God, the first thing that God should tell him, I want to tell him the many things I will use to bless him. No, he said the many things I will use that he will suffer for my sake. Can we put it up? Praise God. DJ. Can we put it up? Many things that he will suffer for my case. Hallelujah. Then I think in 2 Corinthians 11, Paul expressed what he suffered. Praise God. 2 Corinthians 11. From verse 21. 
what you suffer, we serve God in spite of it. He said, Paul was saying, I'm ashamed to say that we've been too weak to do that. But whatever they dare to boast about, I'm talking like a fool again. I dare to boast about it. He was just basically saying, I'm boasting. Verse 22. Verse 22. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Praise God. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Praise God. Verse 23. Let's do this quickly, please. Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, faced death again and again. This guy was living a life of trials. Praise God, verse 24. He said, five times, five different times, the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. 39 times five. Let me not even go there. He said, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. He says, once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. Please, have you been adrift at sea? Have you been adrift at sea? I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced dangers in the city, in the desert, and on the seas. I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers, but are not. The guy has been betrayed. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights, for I have been hungry and thirsty, have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold with, without enough clothing to keep me warm. He has been homeless. Then, besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Peter was flogged. He was stoned. He was adrift. He was hungry. He was homeless. He was betrayed by both his brothers and Jews. But yet, he said, I face daily my concern about the church. You, small thing. Small thing will do you. I'm not coming to church again. I'm not coming. These CC people don't care about me. They don't follow me up. They don't call me when I'm in distress. Oh, this island church. These people, they don't, they don't feel my infirmities. <laughs> I laugh. He said, the Bible says, do not be weary in doing good. Do not get tired of serving God. In spite of your problems, still be there serving God. Still be there doing what you're supposed to do. Look, God is, they say God is not unjust that he will not reward your labor of love. God will always reward you. You cannot be in God's cabal and you will face that trial for long. Victory is guaranteed. Victory is guaranteed. He says the husband man shall be the first partaker. So if anybody is meant to come out of a trial quicker, it should be you. You're a Christian. You are the child of the living God. Some people may face a trial and give up, but you don't give up because victory is assured. 
Paul said, no matter what, the Bible said, what can separate you from the love of Christ? Shall trials? Shall difficulty? Small thing, you can't pay your rent, you're not coming to church. Pastor K preaches all this. I've, I've never walked as long distance as Pastor K, praise God. God has been merciful to me. I think he knows that I'm too much of an ajebota to walk that distance, praise God. But some of you say, I didn't have transport. Even Island Church, we just make everything too easy. We provide bus. Even still, with that one, still. You can't save God. Don't be wary. Don't let see. This whole thing is the devil's plan. No? His plan is to isolate you. So he knows that if he makes, if he throws a bit of trial down your life, you, are not, you don't have enough stamina to say, despite my trial, yet will I praise him. Despite what I'm facing, yes, see, he wants you to give up on this thing called Christianity. So he will try his best to isolate you. And we all know that an isolated person is almost dead. Because you are free for anything to happen to you. So you must save God. Is when you are even, you should even save God more. You should even be deaf. And you must tell this devil, toy, toy. You must ask him, no, seriously. Don't you people get angry? Small thing, you can't pay rent. You're not coming to church again. The church does not have benevolence to help me pay my rent. So I'm going to other churches that have benevolence. Meanwhile, God planted you here. Not for you to be paying rent, but for you to be a landlord. Then you will miss your whole journey because you are, you are, you are, you are, you are choosing not to serve. What have you been through? What have you been through? Praise God. Number eight. This one is hard for me. You forgive. Missed calls everywhere. Check your phone. You have like five missed calls. Forgiveness. You see, sometimes your child is caused by someone you love or you have loved. Somebody close to you. Some people that you trusted. Sometimes it's your parents. The people that are supposed to take care of you. They're the ones that are betraying you. Sometimes it's you. You are your problem. You need to even forgive your own self for causing yourself problem. Because sometimes you can wallow in self-pity and feel sorry for yourself. Oh, why did I do this? I'm not, supposed to do it. I'm not supposed to do it. God has forgiven you. Can you please forgive yourself also? Can you please forgive yourself also? Forgiveness. My mother told me something yesterday. She said, you must forgive as if nothing ever happened. Now, forgiveness doesn't mean that you allow that person back in your circle. Forgiveness means this, that you're not going to allow that incident control you any longer. That's what forgiveness is. You're not going to allow this thing. Like Pastor K said, I think it was on Friday. For unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person that committed the crime to die. It's madness. It's madness. You must forgive as if nothing ever happened. You see why it's good to have a mother? forgiveness forgiveness when I was thinking about forgiveness God referred me to Absalom is it Absalom? Absalom, um, David's son yes so what happened 
Amnon, who happens to be David's first son, liked his stepsister, which is disgusting enough, but he liked his stepsister. And he was so entrapped by her beauty or whatever it is that disturbed him. He committed a crime. So he raped her and threw her out. So he didn't, he didn't, basically he disgraced her. That's what he did. He disgraced her. So he raped her and threw her out. So as a result, I don't think Tamar eventually married. I think she was, she was just done. Now, Absalom felt that this issue was so bad that the king should have done something. Right? The king, at least their father, should have done or should have acted something. And David, at that time, did not do anything. Praise God. So he was, first of all, angry about something that had happened to him. Rightfully so. He had a right to be angry. He had a right to be angry. Just like some of you have a right to be angry. Then he moved from anger to unforgiveness. So he never got over that situation. Then anger became bitterness. You see, bitterness is the grandfather of anger. Have you ever seen a bitter person before? Anywhere, anything the person says, it surrounds that issue. If you know what my father did to me in 1922, that's a bitter person. The, the offense has so entrapped him, he could not do anything anymore. So what did Absalom do? He waited for a time to kill his own brother. And you know, the Bible describes Absalom as a handsome man. In fact, the Bible describes him as somebody that the people loved. Praise God. And since Amnon had committed a crime, there was a possibility that since this is the person that the people love, he could have become king. You never know. You never know what Absalom could have become. But because he refused to forgive, he now killed his brother. And to show that bitterness will really take root, he never really forgave his father for not being just. So after everything had happened, he had killed his brother. People started going to King David for solutions to problems. And King David wasn't answering. So he, he went around saying, you see, this king that you have is unjust. You know why? Because the king, in his mind, did not do anything when it was his turn. So he was an unjust king. So see how from anger to unforgiveness to bitterness, at the end of the day, Absalom died. That's what happens sometimes when you don't forgive. It can hinder you. It hinders you. It hinders your progression. See, Jesus Christ did showed you a perfect example of what you should do when you're facing something. At the cross, the people that he loved were screaming, kill him. And when he was about to die, he said, forgive them. You need to forgive. It's difficult. It's challenging. In fact, it's one of the most difficult things. But you need to forgive. Both yourself, if you are the cause of the problem, and the person that is the cause of the problem. Praise God. I'm wrapping up. Number nine. You need to praise through your trial. Praise through it. Praise through it. I love, I love this one. Praise through it. Don't let the devil take your joy. Don't let the devil take your praise. You see, praise is an act of faith. I think God said it on Sunday. See, praise is an act of faith. You're telling God that even though I don't see this situation, I know that you are in it 
and you're working it out for my good. So you praise God. You praise him. You don't come and everybody knows that you are going through something. You praise God. You praise God. I still remember when I was, I've told this story before, but I'll say it again. When I really understood the power of praise, I had had a miscarriage and I came back from the hospital and then my pastor, again, my mother, she called me. She said, I hear they say you've lost the child. And I said, that's what they say, oh. And she said, eh, I don't know you to accept what other people say. So what are we believing God for? And I could not say anything. At that point, I absolutely did not know what to believe God for. And that's the truth. I didn't know. I didn't know what to believe God for. So she said, anyway, okay, no problem. And she dropped the phone. And then, when she dropped the phone, I heard in my spirit, praise. And I said, praise? God, really, you want me to praise right now? Really praise? I just lost a child. And he said, praise. And I put on that song, um, Frank Edward. Edward, right? Yo, 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 yo. Oh, help me, help me, help me. In name of the man. Yo, yo, yo. I remember it. And as I started to dance, as I started to praise God, I started remembering that my God has brought me through bigger issues. That this is a small do. I started to remember the things that I have overcome. I started to, faith started to rise up in, within me. Even when I didn't even have a Bible verse. I didn't have anything to say. I praised God through that trial. And my result is somewhere destroying something. So you need to praise. Look, let me tell you what. Let, let's open quickly. Second Chronicles 20 verse 1. Okay. Second Chronicles 20 verse 1. You see, the devil wants to take away your joy. You see, everything is strategic. He may not have caused the problem. Hmm? But he wants to take away your joy. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that you can be depressed. Now, something happened to Joseph at the same um, I'll start from verse 1. It says, after this, the armies of the one, two, three, three armies, praise God, declared war on Jehoshaphat. Verse 2. Now messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you. You see, there are some JJCs that will try and inform you of your problem as if you don't already know. Don't be used by the devil. Hallelujah. Don't be used. We, already, we know our problem. If you are 38 and you are not married, we know your problem. Must you tell, must you come and inform, by the way, do you know that you are not married? Praise God. So he said, messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, um, you know, a vast army from Eden is marching against you. They will be telling you statistics from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already here. Praise God. In verse 3. He said, Jehoshaphat was terrified and he began to pray. So the Bible talks about the fact that he was praying. Now let's jump quickly to verse 20. Verse 20. He said, early the next morning, the army of Judah went out to the wilderness. And on their way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Now Judah means praise. Hallelujah. So an army came against praise. Hallelujah. 
He said, believe in the Lord your God and you will stand firm. Believe in his prophets and you will succeed. Verse 21. He said, after consulting the people, the kings appointed singers to walk ahead of them. So they were faced with an obstacle, but they appointed singers to walk ahead of them. Praise God. And they were praising his holy name. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord for he is faithful and his love endures forever. See, these people were facing a battle. They were facing possible death. But you remember when I said praise is an act of faith? This is what they were doing. They said God is faithful and his love endures forever. From verse 22, verse 22. At that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Amnon, Moab, and Malsia to start fighting among themselves. You see, your praise confuses the enemy. Your praise confuses the enemy. He cannot understand that while you are going through what you are going through, you are still praising God. He's like that, those friends of, um, um, what's the name of this guy? That said, curse God and die. Job. He said, curse, he said, look, the devil cannot understand that despite everything you are going through, God is still God in your life. That he is so, and that you believe that he is faithful to bring you out of it. It confuses Satan completely. Praise God. He said they started fighting death by suicide. Praise God. Verse 23. Verse 23. So the armies turned against their allies and killed every one of them. And after they had destroyed, they started attacking each other. It doesn't make any sense. Three allies, two turned against themselves. One killed the other two. Then the last one, that's like killing his own army. That is what praise does. It is confusing. When you are praising God in the midst of your child, that child has no choice but to run. Whether it is caused by you or nature or by the enemy, no matter what happens, in the midst of God's praises, hallelujah, breakthrough begins to happen. Breakthrough begins to happen. That's why I don't understand how people come to church and they are praising God and this time for selfie. Check your phone. Miss call everywhere. How can you? As in, you don't understand. This is your. This is how you fight your battles. Praise God. Verse twenty-four. So when the army of Judah arrived, do you understand? He said the Bible says God inhabits the praises of His people. Which means that that trial, you will meet the end. You wouldn't even need to fight it. Do you understand? God will go ahead of you and fight that battle for you. And then all you will do is to come and take the spoils. That's what happened. He said, and when they saw everybody was dead, not a single one of the enemy had escaped. I declare to you, your trial is not the end of you. It is not the end of you. He said, after everybody has escaped, verse 25, he said, the king and his men gathered the plunder. In fact, vice versa said, it took them three days to collect it all. Which means that your testimony, <laughs> after the trial, the thing that you'll be testifying God about, it will amaze people. It will amaze people. Praise God. And that brings me to my last point. Testify. Because victory is sure. Victory is sure. Victory.
victory is sure. Victory is sure. Please, can you put 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3 to 5? After you have gone through something, can you tell somebody, can you testify of God's goodness? He said, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. Verse 4. He said, he comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When we are troubled, we are able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. Don't keep quiet after you have overcome the trial. Go about saying that God is good. This is what I have overcome. This is what I went through and this is how I overcame it. Can you imagine if Pastor Emma had kept quiet about her testimony? About giving birth to, uh, having troubles, challenges about giving birth. Do you know how many babies we have birthed from Hannah's heart? I think last count, I can't remember the last count. The last count. What? 86. 86 children came from one person's testimony. 86 children. So if she had just kept quiet, I don't want anybody to know what I'm going through or what I overcame or how I overcame it. 86 people would have missed this God's blessing. How, what have you overcome? You must testify at the end. Hallelujah. Victory is sure. Hallelujah. No matter what you're going through, I declare that you will see the light at the end of the tunnel. It will not be the end of you. God is going to keep you to the very end. Hallelujah. Praise God. This time we welcome our father, Pastor K. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can we appreciate Minister Maka one more time? Hallelujah. That was, that was such a word in season. Thank you, Jesus. Say thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Let's rise up. We're going to pray in a bit. DJ, can you bring that scripture up? Say thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. I don't know what you're going through, but one thing is certain. You will come out victorious in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love, I love that message. Amen. There are too many, too many good points. Praise God. Hallelujah. Too many great points. Too many great points. Praise God. He said, now, thanks be unto God. Which what? Always set us to triumph in Christ Jesus and make it manifest the savour of his knowledge by us. Where? Every place. Can you lift your hand? Say thanks be to God that always cause. Some means no matter what you're going through, there's only one end for you. That is victory. Can you lift your hand and just give him praise? Come on, give him thanks. Lord, we thank you. We will always come out victorious. We will always come out victorious. I don't know what you're going through, but it's going to end in your favor. It's going to end in your favor. You're going to confuse the devil with your praise. 
You are not going to slow down in serving God. You are not going to stop serving God. That's what the devil wants. He wants you to give up. He wants you to go back. He wants you to relent. But you are not going back. You are not giving up. You are not quitting. It will end in victory. Thanks be to God. 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 That always, 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 always consider us to triumph. Yakada yakada boranda yakada Sike baro parada yakesere Thanks be to God Always cause us To triumph in Christ Jesus Come on open your mouth and give thanks Open your mouth and give thanks Mako sakada yadada babos Makarada sakada radaba mamora desi Yes, Lord. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to go back. Oh, Mahanda Yakada. Come and pray. Come and pray. Zekederia Babos. Hey. Makasa Kandarara Babos. Yekedere Babos. Malakasa Kandarara Babos. Zopala Kekora Baya Kandarara Babos. Oh. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Victory is ours. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. She mentioned one point that I feel is important. You must always be able to have spiritual parents that can stand with you. So many of these young generations, these new generations, don't know the benefit of it. A lot of you are disconnected. You might be attending a church, but you cannot really say that pastor is your father. You are disconnected because you will never reap the benefits of that relationship. There's a stage in life you should not be without being able to say, these are my spiritual parents. I'm always bothered when I see somebody that's been a Christian for a while, he can't point to his spiritual parents. In other words, he's like a spiritual bastard. 
you have been a born again Christian for a long time, but yet you can't. I'm not. You can go to any church, but, but you can't say this is my this is my spirit. This, this person I can call at any time, and I can tell him anything without being afraid of how you take it. I can tell you, oh, this is what I'm going through. This is what's happening. <laughs> Somebody I've not seen for years called me that police have arrested him. That uh, one business went bad. One thing, one thing, one thing. I, I'm off the phone. I don't do like that. I've not seen you for 20 years. They arrest you. You're calling me. When, when, when the people that gave him the money gave him, he didn't call me. I don't see. I'm, I'm getting old in the Lord, so I'm, my patience for nonsense is gone. Rubbish. Wherever you, they, they gave him money. Something happened to the money. That's what happened. That's why they arrested him. He's not calling me. No, I'm sorry. I can't help you. I can't help you. And there are many of these people, there are many of these people, it's the day they run to drop, they are calling people. There are many Christians like that, loafing. They can't point to somebody they can call that would leave everything to attend to me. They don't have. And like Minister Maka said, we don't pray against trial, they will come. It's whether you are armed when it comes that we are saying. You don't have somebody you can call now. That we, that we hold on to something with you in prayer. Don't have. Loafing around until the challenge comes. <laughs> too many. Too many spiritual loafers. It's very important. Just like the scripture she read. Can you bring it up? I like that scripture. I like that scripture. She, she, she brought a new light to it. It's not just the scripture you claim. That was Paul encouraging his son. Somebody getting that? That was Paul speaking over his son. Did you bring it up now? What's happening now? It's Timothy. What's, what, are you, what are you searching for? It's not lost. It's Timothy. We read it now. They don't know where it is. He said, I'm writing to Timothy. See what he said? He said, my dear son. There are many people I can't, if they attend this show, I can't call them my dear son. They're just my dear fellow member. Temporarily, because you can tomorrow you can get angry and go to another place. So this shows something here. It says, my dear son. It says, may, the, may, may God, the Father and Christ, just our Lord, give you grace and mercy and peace. Next verse. Give me King James. I'm a King James person. Give me King James. He says, I thank God whom I serve. You see, there's how your spiritual parents are speaking over you, but based on their own grace. So if you don't understand it, it's like when Paul said, My God, he wasn't talking about, you see, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. See, eh? Spiritual things are in levels, they're in levels. So there is where, how will I explain it? I don't know how I explain it. Let's say, let's say it's in the military. Let's say, what let's say a sergeant will command. What a sergeant will command. What a general will command. It's not what a general will command. So when that general comes, comes and so when that general comes and said, "This is what I want done. This is what I want done." More things are moved than when the sergeant is one talking. Than when the sergeant is you one understand talking. Understand it. So when Paul is saying, "My God," so when Paul is saying, "My God," this demand, this command, this request, this demand, this command, 
grace I it's carry. based on the grace I carry. You don't have such fathers that can you don't that have can, such fathers that can invoke grace. You keep going at your own pace. Which can you keep going at your own pace. People that have godfathers anywhere in the world. People that have godfathers anywhere in the world move faster. Anywhere. Am I correct? People just do it, just roam around. People just do it, just roam around. Thank God, whom I thank God, whom I from my from my from my from my that without season I have that without season I have remembrance of thee in my days and day, night and day. He says, greatly desiring to see thee, be mindful of my tears. desiring to see thee, be mindful of my tears. When I call to remembrance, when I call to remembrance, faint faith that was in you and all that. He said, wherefore I put thee in remembrance. He said, wherefore I put thee in remembrance. That thou make sure you stay up the gift of God. Which is indeed by what? That means they were things. That means they were things that transferred into Timothy. They were not there before. They were not there before. Paul said, these things were these things when by delaying none of my hand, by delaying none of my hand, and these things only transfer from fathers to transfer from fathers to son. Way it goes. That's, only That's way why it goes. Gehazi carried the same. That's why Gehazi staff. carried the same. That Elisha used staff. it didn't work in his hand. That Elisha used it didn't work in it his didn't hand. Work. It didn't work. It didn't work. Next verse. Next verse. Say for God had not given you the. Say for God had not given you the spirit of power, but of power. Lord, I perceive that I perceive seven was still referring Paul to the gift. Seven was still referring to the gift. That he transferred. Said the six. thing you received. Now Said you the thing you receive anything. Now go and do anything. You will succeed. Are you here, somebody? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight I want to wage war over anything warring against you. For the true sons and daughters of the house, I decree anything fighting you, the grace over my life, I war with it in the name of Jesus. I decree the God of our fathers, we fight for you in the name of Jesus. Where they were threatening you before, I decree when you go back, they will be threatened by you. Where they said it wasn't possible before, as you go back, it becomes possible in the name of Jesus. Whatever was missing, whatever was lacking, I decree, my God, we supply all your need according to his riches in glory in the name of Jesus. Nothing will be missing anymore. Nothing will be lacking anymore. Nothing will be scarce anymore. In the name of Jesus. Whatever was fighting you, I decree our God will fight it in the name of Jesus. You were running from them before. As you return now, they will run from you. This God that has helped us all these years, I decree God will help you. I say God will help you. You will not lack men. You will not lack supporters. You will not lack assistance. You will never be stranded. You will never quit.
In the name of Jesus. Listen. Listen. We have never lost any battle. On any front. I decree tonight. Whatever you are facing. You are coming out victorious in the name of Jesus. Your story will end in victory. In the name of Jesus. You will win the battle. I say 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 you will win the battle. Anywhere they gather against you, they will fall for your sake. Anywhere they plan against you, the plans will fail. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. From today, you will no longer fight with just your own grace. I join my grace with your grace. In the name of Jesus, you will enjoy victory. I say 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 you will enjoy victory. I, enjoy victory. I have never had to be an explanation to anyone. You would never live the kind of life that whenever your mates gather, you'll be in shame. I've never needed to hide when men of my status are coming out. I decree anything that can cause you shame, it is averted today in the name of Jesus. I say it is averted today in the name of Jesus. Concerning any level of life you should have, you will never be late in the name of Jesus. You will never be found wanting in the name of Jesus. Listen, <laughs> whenever a set is doing reunion, some people like to go, some people don't like to go. Because sometimes some things are missing. Maybe you don't have what you ought to have had by this time in your life. I'm going to pray for the grace of on time for you. That means from today, anything you need as at when due, it will come on time in the name of Jesus. I say it will come on time in the name of Jesus. I say it will come on time in the name of Jesus. And anyone that has delayed before now, you will get it with compensation in the name of Jesus. You will get it with compensation in the name of Jesus. You will marry on time. I say you will marry on time. You will have children on time. You will have that peace of mind on time. You will have money on time. You will have your own house on time. You will have your own cars on time. In the name of Jesus. Tonight, I break the power of delay from your life. I said the delay is over in the name of Jesus. I said the delay is over in the name of Jesus. I said the delay is over in the name of Jesus. Whatever was stolen from you, I decree it is returned sevenfold. In the name of Jesus. You will get compensation for the delay. In the name of Jesus. You will catch up with all those that have gone ahead of you. You will overtake those that have gone ahead of you. In the name of Jesus. It is well with you. I say it is well with you.
I say it is well with you. The kind of blessings you can't explain. <laughs> the kind of blessings you cannot explain. I release over your life in the name of Jesus. Even if you feel you were successful, I decree a higher dimension in the name of Jesus. You will always break through. I say you will always break through. No level will keep you stranded. In the name of Jesus. The grace for on time. All your blessings from today will arrive on time in the name of Jesus. I say it will arrive on time in the name of Jesus. Nothing will be missing. Nothing will be broken. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Come on, give the Lord a big, big praise.